Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach to Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Amanda Abea. Amanda, are you ready to do this? I am so ready. I am down for anything called Money Savage. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Amanda is a sought-after Latina millennial finance and entrepreneurship expert. Her online community of over 30,000 people come to her for business and financial advice as well as support and encouragement. She's a best-selling author, a podcaster, a speaker, and an influencer. I'm excited to have you on. Amanda, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. All right. Well, I guess with my personal life, I live in Miami, daughter of Cuban immigrants. Um, woke up to a tropical storm this morning, so that was really cool. Um, nice. <laughs> Um, just randomly got hit with a tropical storm that like formed off the upper keys. We woke up this morning and we're like, what is happening out there? <laughs> That's gotta be kind of a nervous thing. Um, well, I mean, I've been through a lot of hurricanes, uh, growing up, but I live on the water now. I live on Biscayne Bay. So I'm like, what is happening out there? And I grew <laughs> up and I woke up this morning and like the patio furniture was like totally rearranged. Right. And I'm like, oh, I better bring that stuff in. And then half an hour later, they're like tropical storm Gordon. And we're all like, what happened? <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Um, so that's a peek into my personal life as a Floridian. And the reason I do what I do is because um, eight years ago, I graduated into the Great Recession, great times, and went about six months without any form of employment a year before I found like regular employment, like full-time employment. Um, and that's kind of when I started asking questions about money because I was like, I did everything right. I went to school, I have a degree, but no one tells you what to do when the economy's in the, um, and no one really teaches you how to make money. No one teaches you how to manage money, at least not in our traditional institutions. They don't. So I just started asking a lot of questions and really at the time it was, it was two things. So like part one, it was like, I got my quarter life crisis a little early. Um, and I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> like, I remember being in my parents' kitchen because, of course, I had to move back home. I was one of those. And I was like, I think I want to be a blogger. And I'm like crying. And my mom's like, OK, so go figure it out. <laughs> it right. was very like nonchalant. Right. Um, and then the other thing was really like, you know, this is a survival thing. Like food costs money you know, and it really doesn't need to go any deeper than that. So I need to go figure out money. Um, and then on that journey, I realized that it does actually go a lot deeper than that. Um, money mindset has a lot to do with it. Your psychology has a lot to do with it. Your emotions have a lot to do with it. So I ended up enrolling, um, on a life coaching certification. This was also when I was a, a recruiter. So as you can see, there's a common theme where I just always have a lot going on. I like to keep busy. <laughs> I like to keep busy. I like to keep myself on my toes. Um, <laughs> um, and um, I started learning about things like my mindfulness and cognitive behavioral theory and visualizing and neuro-linguistic programming. And at the same time, I was a recruiter where I was interviewing people every day who'd just been laid off. Um, and I had a little like come to Jesus moment in when was it end of 2012 where I was like, okay, I could pursue this blogging thing cause I'm starting to see people quit their jobs and 
you know, make some money as writers. And I'd gotten really into like personal finance blogging by that point and like that whole space. Um, or I'm a recruiter. I mean, I have a database of jobs with Fortune 500 companies in front of me every single day. Uh, I could easily get one of these. And I chose blogging. <laughs> Um, because I had a moment where after interviewing like 10 people in a day and like half of them had been laid off like the week before I was like, okay, well, you know, there really isn't such a thing as security. So I might as well go figure out my own thing and at least build something where I'm going to have fun because I'm going to regret not trying, um, more than I will regret giving it a shot. So that's what I did. And that was officially five years ago. And we've crossed the um, six figure mark. We've got an Amazon belly selling book. We've got a podcast. I've done influencer work with um, Intuit, Capital One, Better Mortgage most recently. Um, And now I have training programs for bloggers and, and small business owners who basically find themselves in that same sort of crossroads that I was in. So I teach them, okay, here's how to actually build a business model with the influence that you are building online. Nice. Well, it sounds like you got a good foundation from your folks where you were talking to your mom and she just says, well, go do it then. So it wasn't a matter of hand wringing or saying, oh, maybe you should just, you know, try to find something that's secure. It was more, okay, if that's something you want to do, go figure it out. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that my parents, it's two things. So number one, my parents are immigrants. They fled the cube. They were both children. Um, you know, when they left Cuba, my grandparents were basically like, we got to get our kids out of here because this is a really bad situation. Um, so I think that's a part of it because the work ethic I learned from the work ethic you learn from immigrant parents is insane. (laughs) Um, And I think it also teaches you um, sort of like it is what it is. It's kind of matter of fact. Um, So in the case of money, that's where that food costs money. You got to go figure it out. It is what it is. It doesn't need to go deeper than this side came from uh, because it is what it is. You know, like we live in an economic system, so we just got to go figure it out. Um, And I think another part of it was um, there's not a day that has gone by in my life where my parents have not reminded me how lucky I am to have been born in the United States and have access to things like the Internet. So I am very well aware of the fact that I still have family in Cuba. They don't have access to the Internet like I do. They can't start businesses like we can here. So it's almost like I have like a duty to be like, listen, you're surrounded by all this wealth and abundance. No one's going to give you anything for free. You got to go figure it out. But it's there and it's there for the taking. And that's, from my perspective, such an important foundation. And once you have that and you're willing to to work hard um, and to really be focused, it's not a matter of working 24 hours a day. It's just a matter of working focused and making sure that you're doing the things you need to be doing every day. Um, Once you have that, then you can effectively manage the psychology and the motions talking about that money mindset. Do Do you agree with that? Do you think that it is really that foundation that you have of being grateful for the opportunities that your parents were able to provide you and being in the United States? I think that's definitely a part of it. Um, I've heard this. I've heard other podcasters speak about this idea of like American privilege. And unfortunately, sometimes I do see it 
Right. And I think which is this idea of like everything is so hard and it's like you have like regular people challenges. You have like first world problems, <laughs> you know, like this isn't like real problems, you know, um, they may seem really real to you. But when you're aware of what's going on in other parts of the world, you're going to realize you don't have it that bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's not perfect by any means. And of course, there are going to be challenges. And of course, there are injustices that we have to work on but in the grand scheme of things you live in a country where you could still literally go from absolutely nothing right to making something of yourself name another country in the world where you can do that yeah i i think that you're right i have heard some pretty smart people or people that i consider to be really smart talking about the two most important things uh in your life are probably who your parents are and where you were born not necessarily in that order so such an important thing so well, let's talk a little bit more about that money mindset. I know that that's been top of mind for you uh, lately. How do you how do you coach people on that? So um, I remember you saying just recently where it's like you don't have to work twenty four hours a day. Well, I went through that for several years because I had my own <laughs> effed up money mindset, and I didn't. We're t- so here's a perfect example of we're taught that it's really hard to make money. We're taught that, um, you know, like an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Does that mean that if you only work three hours and made good money that you're somehow a bad person or it's not honest? Like, what's that about? Right. So there are these things that sort of permeate our society um, about money, you know, like rich people are evil. I've never made money. Therefore, why would I make money now? Or I am destined to not making money because of the career path I chose or making money is really, really hard. I think that's the one most people operate on. Um you know, or there's only money for a few people and then everyone else gets screwed. Like these things are just so rampant um, in society and they really do affect us. I mean, we've learned most of this stuff by the age of seven. And if we haven't learned it at home, that's a whole other thing, like stuff you pick up in the home about money. But just um, just culturally as a society, like we're told some pretty effed up things about money that really keep people extremely disempowered. Um, and then here's an example from my personal life. And I just wrote an email about this. And this is something that's coming up for a lot of my coaching clients, um, who have already gotten themselves sort of out of that survival mode. Um, not all of them, but most of them have, and they're starting to realize, Hey, this whole thing of like, save, 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 hoard your money, hoard your money, hoard your money. That doesn't really work, huh? And I'm like, Nope, it doesn't. Right. Because money is currency and currency is energy. And sometimes you got to put some out uh, to get some back in. Um, And sometimes you have to invest. Right. Whether it's in yourself or whether it's in your business or whether it's in your health or your personal development. Sometimes you just got to throw down some money to get some help. Uh, And that's okay. So what I often tell people, I'm like, we live in this really weird thing with money where it's simultaneously one of the most important things we have to deal with in life and also one of the least important things we have to deal with because we're not taking it with us when we, you know, ultimately die. So it's a matter of finding that balance and learning how to earn money, invest money, save money, spend money, learning how to do all of those things wisely in a way that really moves you forward in life. Right. Effectively using it as the tool that it really ought to be. Um, right. To help you get the kind of life that, that you want. And definitely agree with, with everything you just said. I think that 
if your perspective on the world is that the deck is stacked against me and it's really hard to make money, then you're disempowering yourself and you're losing agency and that's not a good recipe for uh for for success so i definitely agree that money mindset and having the proper money mindset is is so important but yeah. how do you, how do you break through that when, when when people are sort of have the the wrong one so the first step is to like kind of logically break them down there's this really great book actually that my uh, PR guy, Josh Elledge, recommended to me when I was going through an issue and he helped me through my own block, right? Because um, that's the other thing is like, it's constant. Like once you figure it out, then you have to do maintenance, right? <laughs> um, and then, so there's this great book called The Abundance Code and it goes through like some of the main cultural myths, like the main ones going on as a society and just completely logically debunks them. It doesn't even go into the manifesting or the woo-woo stuff, which is like a whole other thing, right? It just uses logic to tell you why these things are not true, right? So for example, you have to work really hard to make money. Not true. Plenty of people make money in their sleep through investments, right? That's a logical argument, right? And we know it's true, right? Or um, money is the root of all evil. They're like, first of all, that's not even what the Bible passage actually says, (laughs) right? Second of all, that's not even what that means, Uh, So again, using logic. Um, So I think that's the first step is figuring out, okay, culturally as a society, start questioning some of these things. And that's basically what happened to me at 22 during the Great Recession. Then it's a matter of um, figuring out, okay, what are some of the things that maybe personally affected me um, in the home? So for example, my parents being immigrants taught me a lot of really great stuff about work ethic, but they're also really risk takers. Right. Um, And the reason for that, sorry, mom, if you're listening. (laughs) Um, And the reason for that um, is uh, because they lost everything. Right. So for them, there was more hoarding going on and there was more saving and there was more not necessarily living life, even though they could have because they were scared that it could all be taken away from them. When I figured that out in my mid 20s, it was like, boosh, like mind blown because I hadn't realized that I had taken that on for myself. My parents never like explicitly told me that, but I saw it through their behaviors. Yeah, I think that that's one of the pieces that's mostly so often left out when you start talking about being successful with money. Everybody likes to talk about, well, let's figure out where you are today and then where you want to be. But rarely do we actually look backwards and try to figure out why do I act the way that I do? You know, why am I wired the way that I am? Right. Why do I have this particular blueprint around money? And then the third part of it um, is, is faith and action. So I have this really cool story that actually happened to me recently. Um, and that explains this perfectly. So, um, I've learned to trust myself and I've learned to trust my gut. And I think money and money management and using money is a very good teacher in this, right? Like you start to trust yourself and your decisions around money and you just basically start to trust yourself more period. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I was, you know, working, I was looking for a specific mentor to work with for a specific area in my life. I've been searching for like nine months and nothing was really hitting. Right. And then I find this one chick who's like in Germany. Right. And in her YouTube videos. And she said one thing on her YouTube video. And I was like, it's her. This is the one I've been looking for. (laughs) Right. So I went to her website, immediately dropped down 
$3,500 USD to work with her in her inner circle program without ever having spoken to this woman at all. Right. Um, And she was like, she actually gets on a call with me the next day and she's like, I needed to speak with the woman who just spent almost $4,000 USD and I'd never spoken to before. (laughs) Right. So I explained to her, I'm like, I've been looking for months. I heard you say one thing and I knew it was you. Right. Um, So I trust that the money is going to show up. So then we ended up talking and and whatever. And then I actually ended up committing to spending around nine or ten thousand investing in this person over the course of of a few months. And I was like, whatever, I'll figure it out. At this point, I've already taught myself that, you know, I can make money and the money is sitting there in index funds outside of retirement. Like, what's it going to do? Just sit there and collect dust until I'm 65? Like, you know, I might as well just use it to, you know, get a solution to this problem in my life, which is what I need to do right now. Right. It's not the most practical thing, but I know this is what I need to work on now. It'll figure itself out. Right. Within three days, I got seventy five hundred dollars in new client payments. Nice. Right. And then I ended up doing eleven thousand in sales the week after. And not only that. Right. But that mentor, new mentor of mine, when she found out that I do that, I have a, a background in finance. Right. And that I talk about the mindset of money and the psychology of it, right? She's like, I need you to do a presentation to all of my clients because this is an area that is royally screwing them up. Nice. Well, so so what was the one thing she said that, that made you sign up with her? Um, so it's for my personal life and um, it's actually really funny. This is, okay, I'm going to have to like, do the clean version of what I told her. Right. So I'm like, okay, I clearly I'm total transparency world. I have intimacy issues in my relationships, but all my banking stuff is out there anyway. So I might as well talk about this too. Right. What the heck? (laughs) Right. What the heck? You guys can see like screenshots from my QuickBooks. Why can't I talk about this? Right. So, um, and I'm like, okay, there are some things in my personal life that I really need to deal with. Right. And then all the coaches, all the mentors, all that stuff that I was looking for on YouTube, it was all like some really basic surface level stuff that I was like, I already know how to do this. Like you guys are seriously doing videos teaching women how to different, how to like see red flags. Like I know how to see the red flags. I'm not dealing with dudes who are still married. I'm not dealing with dudes who have seven (laughs) kids and like eight baby mama. Like, you know, I'm not doing that. Like, why are we doing videos on this? Right. So with her, she had sort of like a higher level one where she was like, listen, this is an area of life that is not totally black and white. And I'd had an experience throughout the year where I realized that the issue was in me. Like, I need to become a better communicator. There's definitely gray area. You're dealing with another human, right? And then that human is bringing their stuff to the table. So it was like learning a new skill set. For me, it really wasn't how to, like, identify F-boys from, like, a guy who's actually trying, right? Like, that wasn't my issue, right? But that's all that I was seeing online. And I'm like so sad like (laughs) right um and then i heard her say something more higher level so for example one of the things that she said was like don't go dating a bunch of dudes if energetically you're not ready for that and you're just doing it to get even and i was like ding 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 that's what i need (laughs) to hear 
here's $3,500 without <laughs> even like spoken to you again, because it was very intuitive and I knew I was going to make the money back. And another area in which that happened was when I went to go see Tony Robbins last year, opportunity just showed up like through my co-working space. I threw it, I put it on a credit card, right? I mean, we got a good deal. I know a good deal when I hear one. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, whatever, I'll figure it out. Every single thing that could have gone wrong, between the moment I paid for that ticket and the actual event happened, right? So I moved, which costs money. A few weeks later, I had to evacuate the apartment I had just moved into because of Hurricane Irma, lost half a month of work because of Hurricane Irma. A week later, accidentally spilled water all over my MacBook and had to go replace it. Perfect. Right? <laughs> like literally everything that could have possibly gone wrong to dissuade me from going to this event happened. Uh, completely screwed up my lodging. I guess because my brain was all over the place because of everything going on. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to shell out like $2,000 for a hotel in Palm Beach because literally everything is taken up. The whole city right. is taken up over Tony Robbins. Right. Um, so I just I was like, just whatever. Trust. You'll figure it out. You're going to regret not going more than you're going to regret going. Right. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. Right. So I did. Right. I, I stepped up to the challenge, you know handled the MacBook, you know, handled the hurricane, handled the moving, handled the evacuation, you know, found the money for, for the event. And then after that is when I started having super consistent five figure months without even trying. Well, that's awesome. I love it. So sometimes it's just having that, that faith muscle of like, you're going to figure it out. Like, yeah, you're going to have challenges thrown at you or like, you're going to scare yourself sometimes, but you have to trust yourself and you have to trust that like, it's going to work out. Well, I love it. Amanda, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Make a promise to yourself today that you no longer say no to things that you want to do just because you supposedly don't have the money. I think that, that is great stuff and definitely in line with everything we've been talking about. And that definitely gets a come on. Come on. So, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and engage with you? So you can learn more about me at amandaobeya.com. You could literally find everything there, my podcast, my programs, absolutely everything. Um, and then I'm on Twitter and Instagram pretty much all day long, and that is uh, at amandaobeya. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Amanda your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to AmandaAbea.com. Find her on social media. All of those I will list in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Amanda. Thanks for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!